listening to Everyday Engineering, the City of Madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure. Complex topics explained simply. From the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes. By way, the curbs and streets we design. City engineering touches your life in so many ways. Explained right now in Everyday Engineering. Did you know we have nine libraries in the city of Madison, plus a dream bus? Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. Super cool. But more importantly, one location is getting a major upgrade. On the east side of the city, a community welcoming the new Penny Library with open arms. And it's going to be beautiful. It is beautiful. My name is Hannah Molinitsky, City of Madison Engineering Division Public Information Officer. Joined today by engineering architect Amy Scanlon and Madison Public Library's Neighborhood Library Supervisor, Sarah Lawton. Thank you both for being here. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Let's talk all things Penny. We're so excited and so is the community. First things first, can you both share your specific role in the progress of uh, the new Penny Library location? So what, what have you done in the project? Just so that our listeners know and get to know you. Sure. So I, Amy Scanlon, am an architect and I work in engineering and I am serving as a project manager on this project. So what I do is I oversee all of the different uh, processes for getting the library to operate in this space. So uh, from the construction to working with librarians, uh, that's, I'm kind of the, I'm the glue. You are the glue. Yes. And I think that that's really important because someone's got to make sure that it gets done and it has to make sure that all the pieces fit together. That's such a good point. Um, as neighborhood library supervisor, I kind of have a lot of the different voices coming at me. And Amy has done such a good job of helping to prioritize those voices. So I'll come to her with a list of things and say, okay, we want, the librarians want this, and I'm hearing from the community this, and the facilities folks are interested in this. And she'll say, okay, everyone has priorities, but we have to figure out the project's priorities. So that's been a really great learning experience for me as a neighborhood library supervisor to just see how these projects are managed by engineering. Um, and I would say my role as the neighborhood library supervisor is really to work with the community, work sure. with the library staff, and try to be the connecting point um, between all those different voices and really try to elevate the voices of the people who are most impacted in library services. So the, the community who are coming in trying to access and the staff who are on, you know, in the front of the house really serving the community. You know, I think it's really important to note, like both of you are glue in this process in different ways. And so is a library, like what it serves for the community is glue for a lot of different resources, services, uh, just a lot of different things. So I think it all kind of goes hand in hand with each other. Um, this isn't the first time we've updated a library. When was the last time we did this? What did we learn from that process that has maybe made the Penny process successful? So we did the Central Library Renovation Project in 2013. Then we did Meadow Ridge, which is also part of a community center. And that was finished in 2014. And then we did the South Madison branch. Was that 2018? Yes. Yep. And then what did we learn from those processes? Goodness, Sarah, you should take that So one. much. <laughs> well, and it's funny because Penny started in, well, when I first started to work at MPL in 2013, the first thing the library director said to me after he hired me was, oh, and the first thing you'll do is build a library um, because the project had been, you know, in, in the planning stages for a while. And 
I luckily was able to accomplish a couple of other things in the last seven years before this library opens in March. So <laughs> that's good. Uh, yeah, um, but we did learn a lot from each of these projects, and um, really, I think in terms of the delivery of services, both Meadow Ridge and Central Libraries gave us lots of ideas for how we could incorporate new technologies and design features, but also how we could really maintain the unique spirit of each of those locations and neighborhoods. Uh, when you look at New Penny, you definitely see echoes of those other projects. Um, but there's also really an emphasis on natural materials like wood and um, the wood that's salvaged actually from the emerald ash borer trees uh, in this region, which had to be taken down. And then also there's a lot of light and art that is really reflective of the community. So we learned a lot about library design over in an overarching way and then we really built the relationship with city engineering so that the project has been such a success um, it's been such a pleasure to see the city engineering and the library work as partners in the way that we do um, and having all of these opportunities to expand services to the community has given us that um, kind of efficiency in how we how we handle these projects, which is exciting. Yes, a lot learned in the process. And, you know, there's a lot to it. Um, a lot of the process is captured. If you haven't checked out the project page on engineering's, the City of Madison website, and you click on projects on that homepage and you find Penny, um, there's some photos along the whole process, which is kind of cool to see how it's really transformed from basic to beautiful, really. I mean, it really is beautiful. This is maybe more of a background question. I just was curious about this because I was researching for this interview. How do we decide where libraries go in the city? So city planners and library planners identify the best locations based on population projections and new developments. And the idea is to make sure that city services like fire stations and parks and libraries are conveniently located for all city residents. So um, that's why we only have nine. Sure, sure. And a dream bus. And a dream bus. <laughs> and we'll get to the dream bus later. I love that. Um, the new penny is beautiful, like we were talking about. You know, in the pictures, you can check it out. Um, can you both kind of share what went into the vision for the new library? And, you know, what makes this one different? We kind of touched on a little bit, but I think... Yeah, and that connects kind of to how we make the decisions of where libraries should go. Sure. Um, because we really do work hand-in-hand -hand with planning and uh, with other city departments just to really... An, look at community needs uh, and in this particular case uh, we had in 2016 we released an east side strategic plan for library services and that kind of used new penny as its foundational piece um, you know we really recognize that as an anchor institution libraries can play such an active role in both you know reducing both social and economic uh, disparities among madison communities um, and so we're really focused on making sure that the libraries are cited at places where they can be those hubs for resources. Um, and we're really excited that Penny will serve as kind of an east side hub in that way. Um, MPL really worked uh, to develop an equity-informed approach for determining locations. And uh, through that strategic plan, we took a really deep look at demographic data, community infrastructure, and land use in the context of this you know, enormous growth on the east side of Madison. And through that process, uh, we developed a community conversation tool. So we went out and uh, spoke with and had actually communities speak for themselves through our Tell Us uh, process. And 
what we did with that data was to create scoring criteria for citing future libraries. Um, and we were looking at reaching new and underserved populations, supporting economic development, and also sustainability. Um, and as we look to the future, the highest scoring area for um, future libraries was in the Rindell Park area. So that's something that we're actively applying to future projects. That's one that we're just hoping to launch in the next couple of years. Yes, yes. So that kind of ties in with the vision of what we yeah. know we want in a new library. Um, what are some of the unique features about Penny? Any, you know, we touched on a little bit local ties to art, sustainability features. Um, what are what are some cool things that we will be able to see or feel or experience when we walk into that new beautiful building? Well, the art certainly. Uh, we have many pieces. I'm thinking of four. You might have to help me, but we have um, Michael Villiquet. Tom Lozier has done some whimsical wood pieces with ash. Um, let's see, Emily Balsley and Yanni, what is her last name? Chong, yeah. Sure. Yanni Chong. Sure. And that's local artists. Local artists. Yeah, we mm -hmm. worked with uh, Madison Arts um, and we were able to um, get some uh, funding from the Madison Arts Commission with through an Art in Public Places grant program. Mm -hmm. um, and we also used some of our Madison Public Library foundation funds to leverage those projects and it was really exciting exciting because we were able to put out an open call for art submissions and then go through a juried process where the community helped us select two final pieces for these large projects and then we've really incorporated art throughout the process uh, really inspired by madison's commitment to having all projects include art and it's been great i mean city engineering is at the forefront of really pushing that through the projects along with the help of Karin Wolf, who's our city arts coordinator. Yeah, so what will we see? So whether it's art. That's a great question. Yes, yeah, what yeah. will we see? Paint see the so picture. Much. So yes. Old Penny was like one big room. And no matter what was happening in the space, like if one person was doing something, then everybody was involved. And so walking into New Penny, I think first people will be greeted with just a long view of the space, of the collections, the, the books and the materials that really draw people into the library much of the time. Um, but there'll also be great spaces for engagement and creativity right as you walk in. Uh, we have the Penny Studio, which is a hands-on multi-purpose space where we'll have artists and folks uh, helping to support community wellness um, in that space. It's kind of like a drop-in place where maybe there's a project happening. People can come in and uh, mess around a little bit and then continue on. Um, we'll also have um, a wonderful like welcome desk where you'll see library staff and be able to interact. We really want to make sure that the library staff and the community are maintaining strong relationships um, because the library staff are, I think, almost the most important resource we offer at the library. Um, we also will have um, kind of separated areas. So there'll be a public technology area uh, with computers, but there'll also be laptop checkout. So people can take a laptop to a wonderfully comfortable chair uh, <laughs> and with a lot of natural light and sit and, and use a library laptop. Um, and then you'll also have a, a kind of a separate youth area. And we're really focused on a lot of space for youth and families. The east side has many, many uh, public schools within a five-minute drive of Penny, um, and we also just have noticed with the demographics uh, just a huge boom in young families and a lot of Spanish-speaking residents. So we've been focusing on creating a lot of space for youth uh, and particularly for younger kids, kids zero to five, and their caregivers to really explore uh, early literacy and learning through play in our play lab space. So lots of light, lots of art, lots of wood. Uh, that's mm -hmm. actually the wood culled from the emerald ash borer uh, 
trees that had to be taken down. Um, so it, it's just going to be a gorgeous space. Um, and we really hope that when people walk in, they'll see themselves and their community reflected in both the materials and in the space. That's really cool. Amy, do you have anything to add from the selection of what was chosen or, you know, furniture or anything like that? I mean, that we're missing that um, Sarah didn't hit on. No, quickly, uh, maybe the sustainability yes, pieces. Yes. Uh, we have natural daylighting in this building. Um, let's see, the geothermal heating and cooling system. What does that mean for anyone who's not familiar with geothermal? Oh, sure. There are behind the building, let's see, that's the north side of the building, there's a parking lot, and under the parking lot are 21 wells that are drilled hundreds of feet into the earth, and we're taking the heat from the earth to bring it into the building and heat the building in the winter months. So it's a geothermal system in the summer months. The cool temperatures of the earth are blown into the building and sure. make it a cooling system as well. Mm -hmm. So um, we're not relying on gas furnaces and, and things for this building. And with all of this, we're trying to get LEED certification. And LEED certification is, if people aren't <laughs> familiar, <laughs> I, I ask these questions because I want to make sure that, you know, whoever's listening, even if they don't have that background, they understand what we're talking about. Sure. So LEED certification is a, a way to make sure all of our city buildings reach a certain standard of sustainability. And we are trying for silver certification here, which is um, not the highest, but a pretty good And a good start. Yes. 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 And it's, I mean, it's great because we are so high tech, you know, in this building. And there are a lot of these features that are almost invisible. Like you won't see the, the geothermal when you walk in, but it's the foundation of the whole facility. Uh, there's also a raised access floor so that as the library evolves and new technology comes out, we'll be able to do rewiring or, you know, kind of changing things around without having to like drill into concrete and, you know, do a massive renovation. So that's an incredible thing. Uh, it really helps us to create a library of the 21st century. And, you know, a lot of our facilities, um, you know, they're very well loved and they're very well used. Um, but we, you know, we really struggle to keep up with technology and the infrastructure that, you know, the opportunities that we have as infrastructure develops. So that's really amazing. And there'll be amazing AV equipment in our community room. Um, we have a large community room that seats 100 people in an audience kind of fashion. And there'll be uh, the possibility of, you know, you know, having meetings there that use uh, technology and we have uh, cameras and screens and all sorts of stuff. So sound system, um, you know, features that we just have never had in, in the library before. So it's well, really it's exciting. time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> as we wrap up here, um, a few important dates coming up. Opening March 12th, 2020, the Penny Gala fundraiser, February 29th. 14th and 15th, an opening celebration during regular library hours all weekend long with free activities, music tours, all, you know, as the new library will finally be open to all, which is really exciting. Um, and then they'll also on March 12th, there'll be a grand opening and ribbon cutting ceremony. So, of course, communications will go out on all of these important dates to make sure that the public is well informed, um, again, before, during, and after. At the end of the day, as we wrap up, last question, what is our hope for the community from the project. I'm hoping that this Penny Library space is a very welcoming space to any resident in the city, um, any visitors. I want people to walk in and, and feel like they've, they've found their, their comfortable place. 
That's beautiful and almost exactly what I was going to say. I feel, I feel like <laughs> we want to emphasize the library as a space where everyone feels like they belong. Um, and there aren't that many spaces in our community where you're kind of uh, right up against people that you might not live next door to, or maybe your kids don't go to the same school. Um, you know, we don't have that many public spaces anymore where you walk in and you sit down next to someone. And we've really tried within the Penny Project to um, create a space where people will interact uh, and where, where we will use that library as a platform for the community. So we're not doing everything for people. We're providing a platform where people can come in and, um, you know, figure out what they want to do to really learn, share, and create together. So that's that's my dream. That's your dream. And last, I have one more question because we teased it earlier in the episode. Dream, a dream bus. Yes. <laughs> Can you just briefly tell us what that, because the library, you know, Penny's going to be a resource. All the other locations are a resource, but the dream bus is also a resource. It's a wonderful resource. Yes, it's a collaboration between Madison Public Library and the Dane County Library Service. Um, and it's a, an outreach vehicle that goes out to neighborhoods and community centers and brings the library into the community. Um, we've really worked hard to make sure that that service is going to the libraries that are have the least access to, or the communities that have the least access to our libraries. Um, and so really working not just to provide resources, but to provide a space of social connection in neighborhoods that don't have those hubs. Um, so it's a way that we can push beyond our bricks and mortar, because although we'd love to have a library on every corner of Madison, you know, obviously we, we have limited capacity to get to that Point. So as much as possible, getting the library out into the community and meeting people where they are on the Dream Bus, it's been a wonderful thing to see. Really cool idea. Uh, looking forward to the Dream Bus and also the new Penny location on, uh, just off of Cottage Grove Road there on the east side of the city of Madison, opening March 12th, 2020. Both, thank you both for being here, talking all things Penny. What a fun project and excited that it's kind of coming to a to an end and really a start for our community. Uh, resources about the Dream Bus, Penny, engineering, everything else, we will have it on our Facebook page, on the library. Uh, website, everywhere you can think of, we'll have it there linked for you, easy to find, easy to access, because we're here for you as a resource every day in engineering. <laughs>